Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The 11 to 1 show. She is a woman no stranger to the highs and lows of the music business. My next guest first came to attention in the late 90s, initially performing on the open mic scene in Dublin before her husky tones and unconventional sound were a hit which resulted in attention from record labels. Her debut album, Night on My Side, which won a Mercury Prize nomination, was released in 2002. Since then, she's released four critically acclaimed studio albums, a limited edition live album. And after almost a decade away from the music scene, she has a new single, High and Low, ready to be released next week. She's touring the country at the moment with Lisa Hannigan and Paul Noonan and they're coming to the Crescent Concert Hall on Saturday night. I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by Gemma Hayes. Gemma, how are you getting on? I'm I'm very well and I'm delighted to be talking to you. That that, that was a great little synopsis of of the last 25 years. You make me sound like I was very, very busy, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) But well, do you know what? It has, I can't believe actually it's been 25 years, but also, you know, how is life going for you? Because you took a step back, a big step back, busy raising children and everything that goes hand in hand with that. So how has that been? Well, you know, it was one of those things. I at the time I thought, you know, I'd given I'd given music sort of a good nineteen years, and so when the little ones came along, um, I just decided I'll knuckle down and I'll sort of, you know, give them the next few years until they get into primary school. And yeah. I thought once they're in primary school, I'll step back out again, um, and uh, that was sort of the vague the vague plan. And uh, but, but it's sort of you know the once the first one got to primary school there was another another baba came along so that got extended so it's it's nearly been as you say a decade yeah um, and it's a uh, you know it was it, look being a parent is it, you know it's all the highs and lows pardon yeah yeah <laughs> of it but uh, you know just to get back to do something for myself a kind of a, an artistic creative expression. I think is just so vital uh, for me. Uh, oh, yeah. I think I'm a nicer person, a nicer mother, definitely a nicer wife once I'm creating music. Oh, do you know, you've hit the nail on the head there because I think a lot of mothers will be able to relate to this, this idea of, because look, let's be honest, you kind of lose a lot of your identity as a woman, first of all, when you become a mom or a parent. And it's just, you, you, you kind of have to grudgingly, I'm going to say, Gemma, take a step back and put your own ambition on hold. Yeah, 100%. And it's, um, and it, you know, it's really, it's trying to find the balance then, you yeah. know, I'm trying to figure out how to 
uh, nurture something for yourself, you know, artistically or intellectually or whatever it is that you have that that brings you that sense of kind of wholeness, um, and also being there as a as a mother. But oh, but but I think ultimately, once you do that, everybody benefits. The children yes. benefit uh, because it, there is that thing. You know, being a mother is obviously such a privilege, but there's so much more as an individual that that you know we are. Yeah, completely. And I think, you know, I'm always constantly learning, particularly in this in this stage of life. And when I became a mom, it's something that I've learned now. And I'd be sort of an ambitious enough person as well, is that yeah. we can't we can have we can have it all, but just not all at once. And when yes. that when I learned that I was like penny dropping, that is actually really good to kind of take on board. We can have it all, but just not at the same time, which is which is great. Um but you know, it wasn't all just running around after children. You recorded a stunning version of Chris Isaac's Wicked Game, which ended up in the hit series Pretty Little Liars. Tell me first of all, how did that come about? Do you know that was a it was a bizarre situation. I was I, I got a call on a Thursday from a sync company that I'm signed with in America called Secret Road. And they said, listen, could you do a cover of Chris Isaac's Wicked Game, but we need it by tomorrow. Oh, wow. Time. And I was like, uh, okay. So I literally just rented my friend's house, Carl Odlum, who's an engineer. And we, we recorded the song in, I'd say, four or five hours with lots of biscuits, cups of tea, put, you know, put down the whole thing, uh, sent it off. It was put on the Pretty Little Liars um, episode mm. that I, I think was quite an important one. You know, the sort of two protagonists that got together. Which yes, very important moment. Um, and it's it's had like over twenty million Spotify streams. That is unreal. Like when you hear something like that, how does that wash over you? Because it's pretty big. Like <laughs> it's just it's bizarre. Because when I picture us in that tiny room, sort of eating. The, the packet of biscuits and a cup of tea and, and just creating, you know, doing a different version because Chris Isaac, you know, obviously it's his song and yeah. his version is just so beautiful. And it was like, how do you, you know, I can't copy it because it's already mm. just so good as it is. So trying to make it my own um, and having a bit of fun and to know that that small little room for a song to be created there and then to reach so many people. I, I love it. And that's the magic of music. And that's oh, yeah. the, the wonderful buzz that you can do something in isolation, but it can actually resonate with so many people. Oh, it know? really does. And I, I love when people that I already admire do cover songs and then they almost make me forget the original. And that's what happens here in this. I'm like, oh yeah, what is the original now? Because And I've listened <laughs> to it again this morning on repeat here because it's just, oh, like talk about the perfect song for you. Like, was there moments though where you were like, this is actually fairly iconic and I'm a bit nervous about this? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I kind of felt I was being cheeky, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, when I, when I sort of submitted it, I was pretty much sure that they, they wouldn't accept it and they'd go with another artist that, you know, that will do a, I don't know, a, a, in a way, a, a, a version that was bolder maybe or something. Mm. I, you know, it, it's, it's sort of w- once you take on a cover that you think is already iconic, um, you're really kind of playing with fire there. Yeah. So for it to be received so well was 
um, oh, it was just so unexpected. No, it was, um, it was perfect for that sequence that you're talking about as well. Like this, it's and your tone, uh, the the your voice coming in, uh, like it's just it's all just married together so so well in that scene. Now I know you're going to absolutely hate this, but you are making a comeback. I know I said the word comeback <laughs> to the music <laughs> industry. Talk to me about your decision to start performing again and releasing new music. I, I people are going to be so excited about this. There's a little snippet of high and low on. Um, your Facebook that I've just uh, again been repeating this morning because you've only released you're teasing us with this now I know I know I know um, <laughs> <laughs> well you know it, it, it's all I, I look at the pandemic COVID yeah um, we ended up moving back to Ireland from London and the house we moved into um, uh, it was sort of my mother-in-law's holiday home and she had a she had a piano in a, in a little music room and I thought oh hey ho here we go there's a piano and a and I, in a way, it was a way of kind of dealing with trying to homeschool two kids and all of that. I would just go in at night and start to write music again. And it kind of came out of that. And I just started to write a selection of songs that I thought, gosh, I'm, actually, I, I really feel like there's something here. And um, I just loved singing these songs. And it was really the quality of the songs that were coming out. In my head, I kind of thought, wow, this I think this will give me the confidence to step forward again. Because you do need a certain... You know, when you've been away for so long, oh, yeah. you to kind of dig deep into kind of courage and, and all of that again to step forward. And it was sort of knowing that the songs meant a lot to me, gave me the courage to step forward. So it, it's been, ah, God, on so many levels, creating music again and stepping out on the stage again has been an incredible thing to do on so many levels. And I'm loving it more than ever. And maybe it's just been on the planet for longer or something. I don't mm. know what it is, but just having the people there, that that kind of, the, the give and take of them listening and things resonating um, is just so wonderful. And I really appreciate it more now than I ever have, really. Yeah. Because there's kind of a, a deeper understanding of how precious and how important and lovely it is Oh, totally. To do that, you totally. Know? And I think you've tried to encapsulate and describe a live music experience that is kind of <laughs> hard to describe so, so well there. You really have. And, you know, like one of the things that I uh, truly admire about you as well is that you so easily could have just, you know, bowed to the pressure initially in your career that the record label had put you under, you know, to change, particularly for somebody who, you know, is ambitious, wants to sell millions of records. Like, what was it like then to, to walk away and kind of go, this is not me, I need to stay true to myself um i think you know it's kind of once you're passionate about something for me it was just creating songs and um gosh i mean it was it was very little about entertainment for me and it was was really more just of a way of being in the world creating music was just it was how i am in the world and i think once i entered the industry i probably was naive i thought i could just keep doing what i'm doing and then they will just help me to do it on a bigger scale. Mm. And then when I realized, well, actually, no, they want to edit what I'm doing. They want to edit me as a person. They want to create a different version of me. And just once it started to not feel like it didn't feel right, it didn't feel good, then I kind of thought, ah, okay, actually, um, there is an element of entertaining in what I do, but I'm not, you know, I'm not Robbie Williams. I'm, I'm yeah, not... Yeah. I actually really just want to, and, and to be an entertainer is a fantastic thing, but it's just not wholly what I want to do. Um, there is an artistic side that, that is really important to me. And uh, so I just step back and you kind of weigh up what's important. I say, okay, well, look, um, I'm happier 
to to create music that I really want to create, maybe to a smaller crowd, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of pick sort of what feels right and true to you, you know. There was never any really mad... I mean, the record label were fine. They were just doing what they do. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, and, and that's absolutely fine. So, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's... I mean, it was a brilliant experience. And, I mean, to have had the opportunity to to have the machine behind me and to promote me so fiercely at the start of my career was was wonderful. Yeah. And and now you're at this stage and as you say, you know, you're you're coming to it now with a different appreciation. The the new music as I say had a snippet of it. The single's going to be out next week, the album next year. If can is it possible to describe it in a couple of words or is that really putting you on the spot now? <laughs> Um, it's funny. It's sort of it, it's changed since I started recording it. Um, it, it it's full. Oh, I mean, I there's there's a pop element to it because okay. I just, I always I love a good melody. You know, yeah. I, I like something that just I love a good earworm, as I call them. Oh yeah. Um, but I just like to create a production around it that is slightly more deconstructed and a little bit more interesting. You know, so yeah. there's a lot of analog synths. There's a lot of very Ooh. raw acoustic guitars. Um, and I, I love a bit of synth, you know, I love a bit yeah. of synth, yeah. So it's kind of merging of, of let's say, maybe synth music with, with very, very raw acoustic music um, and trying to have a really strong uh, sort of a theme and top line, I suppose. I don't oh, know, no, it's no. very hard to describe. I, I, I'm putting you massively on the spot, absolutely. But, you know, you are touring with Lisa Hannigan and Paul Noonan. I mean, what a great combination of artists to have in one show. You're bringing this show to Drogheda on Saturday. That's right. That's right. That's been a, a hoot. And that sort of happened very organically. You know, uh, Lisa is my neighbor and I've known Paul for years. And we just tried one gig one time, you know, without mm. a rehearsal, because we'd all played on each other's songs for years. Of course. So we yeah. just got together in the sound check. We did a, a small little gig and it was like, wow, actually, that was really magical. Um, and so we've decided to sort of, you know, um, I suppose, delve into it a bit more and uh, elaborate a little bit more. And now it's become a thing that is just a just a joy to do, you know. Oh, well, talk about value for money, getting you three on the stage in the, <laughs> in the one show. It's fantastic. It really is. It's been so, so lovely to chat to you. The best of luck with the rest of the process of getting the album out. It's so great to hear that you're back doing what you do best. Thank you so much for taking the time today, Gemma. Lovely. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks a million. Gemma Hayes, I have to play you this because we've talked about it so much in the, in the interview. Here is Gemma Hayes' version of Wicked Game. It's stunning. How stunning is that song? Gemma Hayes' Wicked Game. She's going to be performing with Lisa Hannigan and Paul Noonan this Saturday get along to tickets uh, for this Crescent Concert Hall you can get them uh, from the venue itself and also universe.com this Saturday 8pm The 11 to 1 show Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.